Okay, so we are uh, starting something special. It's, this is going to be the Fit Jew, a Torah approach to healthy living and eating. We're going to, with Hashem's help, make a podcast where we're interviewing different Fit Jews every week or so, and just getting awareness out because guarding one's health is very important, being healthy is very important, and most of all, Feeling healthy is very important when, uh, when it comes to Vodas Hashem, when it comes to serving God. So I wanted to do this solo cast, but we do have people in the studio audience, but we're going to do it, we're going to save the questions for the end. Usually I like to be more interactive, but just in this particular case, we're going to save the questions for the end. And uh, so consequently, I think people learn a lot from the questions, so I'm going to speak a little bit more in the beginning. Okay, so now... The first question I had, because, you know, for uh, what I do for a living is I'm a cure rabbi. So that means I uh, try to get people engaged and interested in Judaism. And just one way of doing that is I just try to figure out, like, what do people want? And could Judaism offer them what they want? Okay. So how would you go about figuring out what people really are uh, yearning for? So I had an idea, a thought popped into my head. I said, I'm going to see how Americans make their New Year's resolutions, right? And whatever people make for their New Year's resolutions, like that's what they really want to work on. You know, it's like no one makes a re- your New Year's resolution like, you know, hey, uh, you know, I want to be this year, I want to be a millionaire. Because I think it's like too, it may be too far out. It's like. New Year's resolutions usually for most people are something that they, they really want to change. They feel they can change and will make an immediate impact on them. So I did a quick Google search, said, okay, what are the top 10 New Year's resolutions? Well, the articles and the data that I received was two thirds of all New Year's resolutions involve being more healthy. Okay. Two thirds of New Year's resolutions either losing weight, being more fit, living a more healthy lifestyle, eating better, all revolving, involving this. And I thought to myself, like, wow, this is what certainly most older Americans are looking for. Most Americans over 25 or so are looking for. So it does the Torah have an answer to this? Is there a way from the Torah to live this healthy lifestyle? Why is it so elusive? So we, everyone knows there's a Torah commandment that we have to guard our health exceedingly. Right? That's what we have to guard our health. So what, what's the main reason for this commandment? Because if, if you're not healthy, how can you serve Hashem properly? It's like you're either going to be too slow or too tired or too sick or you can't get out of bed. And we're seeing some of this play out right now, sitting here in uh, you know, September 2020 with Corona, you know, definitely wasn't there. Now is still someone in there for a lot of people. We're being so careful. We're guarding our health so much. You know, wearing masks, walking around. Like, and everyone knows, Jewish or not Jewish, it's important. You know, it could kill you, God forbid. Right? Well, do you know that every year in America, close to half a million people die from heart disease? And another astronomical number die from type 2 diabetes. Another over, well over 100,000 die from Alzheimer's. So... And what do these diseases have in common? Well, what they have in common is that 
they are all called lifestyle diseases. Not, I'm not corona, obviously, which is a virus, seemingly, right? So, but all these other lifestyle uh, diseases, what they have in common is that if you are more fit, your chance of getting the disease is much less. So now being healthy comes out of the rubric of just like, you know, oh, this is what I want, this is what I desire. It's actually a way of guarding your health. It's actually something that could save you and can help you and can protect you from, you know, God forbid, even death. So I started doing more research and there's a lot of awesome diets and awesome podcasts and everything. And there's some great books, two that come to mind immediately is like The Wild Diet and Death by Food Pyramid. And uh, they sort of begin and explain the process that why are, so, why are Americans so unhealthy? Very simple. The way that we're taught to eat is involves way too much carbs, way too much sugar, and way too much eating. So, for example, if you ask most Americans, most Western culture, what's the most important meal of the day? So they'll say breakfast, right? Breakfast by far. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Have like a couple bagels, some donuts, you know, some coffee, some uh, eggs, locks, whatever. Now, if you look at Judaism and our Torah and our, and our Gemara, so it says something very, very fascinating, actually, uh, in, in the sect of Shabbos. It says the following thing. It says, if you eat during the first hour of the day, that means somewhere between 6 and 7 o'clock, right, which room people are having breakfast normally. So if you eat during the first hour of the day, it's, uh, it classifies you as a ludim. Ludim is translated as a cannibal. That means have a meal. I'm not talking about have like a little coffee. That's fine. So... If you have a meal during the first hour of the day, you're classified as a cannibal. If you're having a meal during the second hour of the day, then you're classified as a listim, which is you're a robber because you, you want to fortify yourself, get up before everyone else. And, uh, and, and if you're having third hour of the day, it means you're waking up late, you're uh, a yorshin. It means like you're, it's called a trust of foreign in English. You have a big inheritance. Um, most people should not eat really their first meal until the fourth hour of the day, which is approximately 10 o'clock. If you're working for a living, blue-collar guy, construction guy, you shouldn't really eat till the fifth hour of the day because you have to work before then. And if you're a Torah scholar, then you shouldn't eat until the sixth hour of the day. Why? Because everyone knows when you eat, you get tired, especially as you get older. You, imagine, you know, like I just think about for us, like you go to Bris, you have like bagels and locks and cream cheese in the morning. It's like you need a pillow. You're passed out. It's like it's a knockout meal. And how can you how can you learn Torah if you feel that way? So we can't look at the American diet plan with 12 servings of carbs a day with sugar, soda and all the other stuff. And certainly not with eating breakfast that early in the morning so as, as a way to be healthy because it's not really going to help us. So to, sum, to summarize so far, in order to really be a healthy person, you have to monitor what you eat. And when you monitor what you eat, it, just, it involves a few different things. It reminds when you eat, and it used to be that most of the food that you ate was actually okay, but in the last hundred years, food has gone so bad that basically if it's processed, it's probably very bad for you. So we have to avoid certain foods, which everyone knows to be bad, but we also have to monitor when we are actually eating. Now, I have a couple good friends that are like maybe not in such great shape, 
And they all told me that if you want a real good diet plan to work on people, it has to be easy. Four brainless steps. If you can't do it in four brainless steps, then it's probably not going to work. So that's what we're really trying to develop is make this diet, right, the Fit Jew diet, according to the book, the Code of Jewish Law, the Shulchan Aruch, and, and Mishnah Bura, and just break it down into its basic common denominator and see if, if we can do something that's four or five brainless steps and that would allow us to be healthy and feel good because the payoff is, is enormous. You know, one of the things uh, I always kid around about is that it's uh, easier for me to help someone become Shomer Shabbat, I work as a Kira Rabbi, as I mentioned, than for someone to become fit. Now, it seems like, you know, two-thirds of New Year's resolutions are not to keep Shabbat, let's put it that way. So if everyone wants to be fit, why is it so much harder to be a fit person and to eat right than to keep Shabbos? So the, the reason is quite simple. When I have the honor, my wife and I have the honor to bring people to our home for Shabbos, so we give them a 25-hour experience where for those 25 hours, everyone feels like it's, they're keeping Shabbos. They know what it feels like now to keep Shabbos without their cell phones, with the family time, eating great meals, being with your friends, without all these distractions. After those 25 hours, the thought is unanimous. I want to feel that again. Right? It felt so great. I want to feel that again. Now, what about being fit? So if I could snap my fingers or tap a magic wand and say, okay, you're going to be fit for the next 25 hours, then of course people will want to be more fit afterwards. But it takes some time, three to six months usually, to get that fit feeling and then say, oh, I want to feel this way for a long time. It's not instant. Shabbos, you could put someone into total Shabbos mode for 25 hours. Fitness takes a while to get there and people tend to give up. By the way, it's, it's interesting, how could every year two, two, uh, two-thirds of all Americans that make New Year's resolutions have fitness uh, as their thing? Because they quit, and next year, okay, uh, uh, this year I really want to be fit. And by February, they're done, because they, it's too hard and they give up. So this is a process, but the process is not tedious, and it's not painful, and you can really train yourself very, very quickly. Uh, the body is extremely, extremely trainable. So, okay, so let's see what uh, the halacha in the Shulchan Aruch and the Mishabur says about uh, eating and when we eat. And then we're going to talk about a little bit of what, you, what we eat and we're going to put it all together in four or five brainless steps. And uh, we, we hope that everyone in the studio audience and everyone in that's going to be listening to this podcast will try it, you know, and so you got, you got to give it like one to, you got, you got to give it like three weeks. Give it three weeks. If you can try this for three weeks, you will... I promise you'll feel a difference and you'll also feel connected to Hashem because you're eating the way really Chazal, our rabbis, want us to eat. Okay, so the first thing it says um, that one, like we learned before from the Gemara, one really shouldn't eat until the fourth hour, which is approximately 10 o'clock. And if someone is a Talmud Chacham, they really should wait till the sixth hour to eat. So uh, you can even wait till noon. If you eat after that, if you eat any time after that. So this is all in Shochnar Simon Kuf Nun Zion 157, for those of you uh, keeping tabs at home. Uh, if you eat after the sixth hour afternoon, so unless you had something to eat beforehand, which is highly recommended, like something a little early in the morning, then it's not so good for you physically. So it first spells out, don't eat too early, 
right? Don't eat too early. Except you can have a snack, but a snack is defined as something that you'd be able to eat outside of the sukkah and not have to make a, not have to be in the sukkah for it. So that's less than two ounces. So you can have like a little snack in the morning. I usually have like a nice coffee with uh, like a little protein bar. And that's my snack. So it's around the two ounce protein bar. And I have a coffee, ties me over till lunch. Okay. So, um, so then after that, it's very important to remember that in Judaism, we only have a concept of three meals on Shabbat. Shal Shudas. The Shabbos is special because you have three meals. Usually you get two meals a day, right? Two meals a day. You get your meal in the, the first meal. Not, it is the, the break fast, quote unquote, but it's between 10 and 12 o'clock. And then you have another meal around six hours later. The halacha is to hold six hours between meat and milk. Not, they weren't thinking like, they didn't have clocks then. So they said, it, you know, wait till it takes time to eat the next meal, and which is approximately six hours, and then you'll have the, first, the other meal out of, out of your mouth, so to speak. So then have your next meal around dinner time, six, seven o'clock. Right now we're living later lifestyles, so I recommend like an afternoon snack also, another like quick two ounce type thing to tie you over. And then so basically when we break it down, we have as our first brainless step out of four brainless steps, we have two meals and two snacks besides Shabbos. Because Shabbos, first of all, we're going to take a day off on Shabbos. And second of all, because Shabbos, you get three meals. So two meals, two snacks is step one. So you have a snack whenever you are finished davening. Then you have your meal between 10 and 12 o'clock, depending on what you're doing in the morning. And now, and then you'll have your next meal at around whatever, seven or eight o'clock and a snack in between. So two meals, two snacks is... is uh, Basic step number one. The next step, okay, the Mishnah Brewer elaborates. He says you should have uh, bread or carbohydrates during that first meal, meaning the meal around between 10 and 12 o'clock, and then having protein, right? And I recommend adding vegetables both for your lunch meal and for your evening meal, and have protein or meat for your evening meal. And he says, why? Because that's how we ate in the desert. It says in the Torah that we had lech and babayker, and we had the slav, the, uh, the meat at night. So even just us eating, we're connecting back to the way we ate originally in the desert. We had like the most energy and we were able to learn the most Torah and really survive and never get sick. So we, so we have two meals, two snacks is rule number one. Rule number two is you're going to have your carb meal in the morning Okay, and then you're going to have your uh, protein meal in the evening. Between the morning and evening meal, again, you're going to have one snack, which is like small, less than two ounces. Now, there's another thing that's brought down in Mishaburah. It's uh, also uh, brought down in uh, other Sfarim, that the first, that first meal between 10, 10 and 12 o'clock is lighter than the evening meal. People think like, oh, I'm gonna have this heavy meal in the afternoon, like light meal at night. No, you wanna have the heavy meal at night when you're slowing down. You wanna have your light meal in the afternoon so you can have, seize the day. Everyone knows, anyone really basically over like 20, certainly over 25 and for sure over 30 years old, knows heavy meal, you pass out. Think Chalant on Shabbos, you, you can't move, right? So the third of the brainless rules is that make sure that your lunch meal is light. I try to eat like 
small, like five, six hundred calories for lunch. That's it, because I want to be active. The one time, one day I don't do it. It's Shabbos. First of all, Shabbos is a day off. But second of all, you know, it's Shabbos. There's a lot of food, there's a lot of times, a lot of fun. But there's a price to pay. I usually pass out after the meal. So we want to have as brainless, easy step number three is that you're, and this is again in the Mishaburah and also in Simon. Uh, Kufnan Zion, 157, your first meal, that lunch meal, between 10 and 12, is going to be lighter than your dinner meal. Dinner meal, you have, have a steak, have some vegetables, add vegetables to everything, because it's good for you, it's really from Hashem, um, not processed. Okay, so again, let's go over our first three rules. One, two meals, two snacks. That's it, that's where, you, that's where you're eating through the day. Two, you're going to have carbs in your morning meal, and protein in your night meal. Step three is your lunch meal is going to be lighter than your dinner meal. And, uh, and in terms of timing, right, we're, we're, not, we're going to be sure that we don't have our first meal before 10 a.m. And preferably you want to have it closer to noon. So that, that is our basic four rules. You have a fifth rule, right? The fifth rule is obviously don't eat any soda or junk food. And if you're not sure, except Shabbos, you could have that cheat day. Um, and if you're not sure, okay, if you're not sure whether you should eat or not, just ask yourself the following question. Would this be available to eat in the time of the Mishnah about 100 years ago? Like, so if it's not available, like if it's too processed to be made available at 100 years ago, don't eat it. So the Twizzlers, Coca-Cola, you know, this, like, you know, these little uh, donuts with 5,000 ingredients in them. They're like, like, you can't even read them. They're all out, right? They're all out. So if you can get yourself to eat this way, the first three days are hard. Then it gets so much easier. And then, you know, we always have to like give our Yetzirah, our evil inclination something. Say, you know what? I'll just wait till Shabbos. Shabbos, I could have whatever I want, right? I just have to survive one task, one day at a time. One day, two days, three days. Well, guess what? After three days, you're going to be feeling so good that you may even eat less on your own on Shabbos. But you should know on Shabbos, you can eat whatever you want. Right? There, we don't, for those three meals, you don't, there's no rules. So you have basically there's seven days of the week. right? So seven times two is 14. Okay? When you, and remember, the Jewish day starts at night. On Shabbos, you have a third meal. So you basically have 15 meals. Right, the first uh, Sunday, Saturday night, really through, we're really sun, uh, Sunday through Friday, Sunday through Friday afternoon. You basically have uh, twelve meals and two snacks. Shabbos, and then you have to be careful in those meals. The three meals on Shabbos, you can eat whatever you want. So we have, we're going to review, right? Because again, my friend told me if it's not four or five brainless steps. No one's going to do it because it's going to get too hard and you're going to quit. It's just, it's going to be no, no good, no fun. And so first, two meals, two snacks is rule number one. Rule number two is carb, uh, the carb meal is going to be in the morning. The protein meal is going to be at night. You're going to add vegetables to both meals. The third rule is the lunch meal is going to be light, around, much lighter than the dinner meal. Dinner meal, you can have your steak, your 40, whatever, whatever you want. So, but avoid carbs at night. Just have the carbs in the morning and, and uh, just protein and vegetables at night. Uh, rule number four is you're going to have no soda, no junk food. You're not going to want that anyway after a couple of days. It happens to be very, very addictive. And uh, if you're not sure, so you have to remember, if, it was, if you couldn't, if the Mishabura wouldn't have eaten it, 
So then it is, so then it's out. It's, it's too processed for the diet. And of course, what we talked about in the beginning, you don't want to have your first meal before 10 a.m. You really, and you want to really push it off until noon. And if you can do that, you will in two or three days feel a huge difference. So everyone here, right, it's around Rosh Hashanah time, so it's be like a good New Year's resolutions. And by the way, I eat this way and I'm, I'm generally fit. But when I started eating this way, I got even more fit and I felt even better because eating is supposed to be for energy and supposed to give you energy and not, God forbid, make you tired and pass out and, and, uh, and, and kill you. So those are the fit you to our approach to eating. That's, this is our five brainless plans. Remember, Shabbos take a day off. And I want to give you guys like one more thing where we've really been duped, unfortunately, by the by big pharma, big food and big everyone. Fat is fat. F-A-T is actually not bad for you unless you have like processed crazy fat like uh, vegetable oil and uh, margarine. Margarine, regular fats like beef fat, fish fat, cheese, avocado, butter. Butter is my favorite. Whole cream, all, all that stuff is actually doesn't make you fat. Carbs and sugar make you fat, which it just, it's a scientific fact. So if you can keep these things in mind, you will be following halacha, you'll be healthier, you'll be happier, and you will be able to serve Hashem much, much better. So I, I wanna share with you guys, and I wanna open up for questions, which hopefully also everyone out there will be able to benefit from. But the main thing I wanna say the main thing I want to say before we open up for questions is, and make this more interactive, is that the class doubled. Uh, the, the, the main thing I want to say um, is that everyone here and everyone listening to this, give this a try. Try for three days, right? And remember, take Shabbos off. And you will find that you have more energy. You're going to be enjoying life much more than, than, than you thought you would be. Okay, we're going to leave the recording going. And we're going to open up for the studio audience uh, to ask questions. Okay, and if uh, anyone came in a little bit late, so we, can, we broke everything down to five brainless rules. Okay, and all you have to do, if you follow these five brainless rules, because if it's more than that, like no one's going to do it, then you are uh, going to be very successful. Okay, first question in the studio audience. Yes? Mal- uh, the fourth meal Shabbat, after Shabbat, Mal- Malava Malka? Yeah. That's a bonus. Because <laughs> no, so you could have, I have a cook, I can have a cooking fat. Um, you, you, technically, but be, just be with Malava Malka. That's, I try to, it, it says in the Gemara the following story. Okay, we're taking the side now. We're allowed to do that because it's like a Torah class. It says the following story in the Gemara. It says that Hashem takes care of all four meals on Shabbat. That means whatever you spend, you know, don't worry about it. Hashem's got your back. I'm not saying you should necessarily waste money, but even if you do, right? Even if you do, Hashem has your back. And there's an incident in the Gemara that that, uh, a big rabbi, I think it was Rav, so he would every... Malava Malka, slaughter a sheep in his backyard and take the kidneys and have the kidneys. Yes, kidney meat is apparently was a big delicacy. We don't, we don't know from such things here, but delicious kidney meat. Anyway, uh, and, he, and then obviously it was already, they're not going to be eating sheep on Sunday because they didn't roll that way then. So they would just throw out the rest of the sheep. 
Yeah, it's, it's a Gemara and Shabbos. So, and so his son says to his son-in-law, so son-in-law type question. So his son-in-law, you know, because he wants to slug off his father-in-law. So he says to him, listen, anyway, we have a sheep every Shabbat, right? We have a sheep every Shabbat. And so just don't eat the, keep the kidneys. We'll like preserve them and we'll salt them and preserve them. And you can have it, Motzi Shabbat, this way you don't have to waste a sheep. You're throwing out the sheep every Sunday. You know, so Rob was like, okay, you know what? No problem. Good idea. So that Shabbat, they decided, the next Shabbat, they decided, okay, they slaughtered the sheep for the meal. They kept uh, the kidneys for the next day in, in like a cool place with some salt on it. That night, a wolf came and ate a sheep from the corral. And the Gemara says, you see, you don't gain anything. You gain nothing from trying to save, uh, save money on Shabbat. So every, so for really from Malam Malka, and this is some self-experimentation, I find that having any carbs whatsoever knocks me out, makes me completely unproductive, Motsi Shabbat, and I just have, I try to have some protein, we should have some like steak, or if I'm lucky, lamb left over from Shabbat, you know, and, uh, and that's what I try to have. Do you have a full meal of bread? Uh, you, you, you can, but you don't have to, like, it's, it's preferable, but again, the bread we have is so processed, it's not like the bread of old, so you, you just have to be careful with the bread, especially if you're trying to lose weight just get rid of the bread if you also if i love bread and you, you know i'm relatively fit i can definitely handle a slice or two of bread a day but like fr- from the neck down i can handle it but from the neck up my face inflames and my brain does not function as well so i basically i just have my wife makes the most delicious spell challah, and we have that on shabbat mm-hmm. you know and the rest of the week i love i love i have like probably once Every two weeks or so, I like break down and have like a couple uh, slice of pizza or two. But for the most part, I just I just avoid it. I want to eat it, but you have to say no. Um, we're, by the way, the key to life: if you can say no to food, you can say no to other things also. And the key to being successful, especially successful Jews, being able to say no to food. Yes, Ruben. Quick question: um, We have time. Meals is important to wash on Shabbat. Like, which one are you supposed to wash? The Shabbat, it's really preferable to wash on all three. The first two is like, you have, basically have to wash. Okay. And uh, third meal is so preferable, you but you don't have to. Well, no, you wash, went for third meal. Third meal. Third meal, you can have this or no. It's preferable to wash. Uh, I'm like very careful about this because even though like, I don't want to eat bread, but it's preferable because as opposed to, the third meal on Shabbat is the meal for Hashem. Every other meal, remember we said there's 15 meals during the week, so every other meal is for us. Do you wash for the fourth? Um, for Malam Laka, not always. But I'm saying every other meal is for us. Like, we're hungry, we eat. The third meal, I don't want to eat, so I eat because Hashem asks us to eat. I usually, I try to have, like, spelt matzah. Because, again, I want to, the older you get, the harder it is to not pass out after you have a, have a high-carb meal. That's just one of these facts. And I don't want to pass out. There's, like, a lot of life to enjoy you know, I don't want to be like, in a, I don't like food enough to be in a, in a food coma. And by the way, a lot of people do like food. And so when you eat this way, you can prepare like very nice, very delicious meals if that's your thing. You just are avoiding like the, all the processing stuff that's very legal. And then you get, and as long as you especially have some like nice fat in your diet, like you, the good fats, you, you get used to it. And it's just a much funner way of eating. Yes, Arnold. Doesn't the Rambam say that your first meal is supposed to be like early in the morning with bread? Prevents eighty six sicknesses. So okay, so it doesn't actually. So there, there. That's a great question about pas chakras, which is uh, its own simon in Shulchan Aruch. So there's pas chakras in the morning. Usually means before noon. 
Okay, and it, there is a thought that right now we don't have that past chakras anymore. There's another thought that would be filled with 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 uh, basically with even a snack, even like coffee with uh, even with coffee with milk. So, so, um, so that being said, it, it, even if you were to, you could have a little bit, but the whole concept of past chakras, which is in Simon Kuf Nun Hey, one fifty five in the Shulchan Aruch, it's like very clearly depicted as less than two ounces because the whole concept of that early morning meal after davening is just to tie you over till after the, the Torah lecture, right? And so, and it would be something that you'd be able to eat outside of the sukkah. Right, so, yes. I'm running. I just want to wish everybody Shana Torah. Happy, successful year. No more Corona, no more problems. In the right time. Amen. Definitely for you. And, he- and health. Um, success, health, happiness. The greatest success is that you use all your resources to serve Hashem. Okay? Amen. Amen. Oh, Thank 10, you so much. Five to ten thousand. Five to ten thousand. Is eating right after Shachri at 9.30, is that bad? So it's a great time to have a snack, okay? But I would not recommend having your full meal then. Bagels and cream cheese, huh? Yeah. No, bagel and cream cheese is knockout food. Like you're, you're again, you're eighteen, nine, you're eighteen, you're eighteen, nineteen years old, so you can get away with it. You do an experiment, give an adult bagel and cream cheese at nine thirty in the morning, and then call and then call them at ten o'clock. I mean, as someone over twenty five, it's just a, your metabolism changes. You know, bagels and locks. Bagels and locks. No, if you want to have a bagel at around noon, you can do it. Right? Yeah, I, I, right. So I said, but you want to do that at noon, right? You want to push that first meal off till noon. And then don't have like five bagels. So if you have one bagel and cream cheese, have the mitzvah saying birkat Amazon, great. Okay? So that's a beautiful thing. That's why we said, remember, uh, rule uh, number two in the five brainless rules is have carbs in the morning, right, before noon, like, but after 10, meaning, and you can say birkat Amazon, which is a beautiful thing, and then have with some vegetables and have protein at night. So it's like intermittent fasting. Yeah, right. But so this is, uh, by the way, the just as an aside, right? Inter- yes, it's intermittent fasting, but the, the intermittent fasting did not come about like you know five years ago. They we had this is the Shulchan Aruch. This is in the Gemara from two thousand years ago. We've been living eating this way since we were in the desert. Okay, we've been we started. To, of course, it's good for you. We started it. We have our first meal around noon. The second meal around six. You have some snacks in between, and that's it. So, of course, so. All the Torah has the answers. You just have to know where to find them. You know. So yes, it's intermittent fasting. By the way, on a side note, the other thing that is a problem with like the way uh, secular uh, culture depicts the eating the right way is they say, well, when we like ten million years ago when we were cavemen, so we didn't eat so many carbs. So. So for a normal Jewish guy, as soon as they say, oh, we didn't, we were cavemen 10 million years ago, so they, you know, tune out. Because it doesn't, we weren't necessarily cavemen 10 million years ago. We were cave from Adam Rishon. But when you say, hey, we've been eating this way since the Midbar, right? So since the desert. So then, you know, that's much more palatable. And that's, that, that's what the Mishnah Bur says. We have carbs in the morning, meat at night, to remember how we did it in the, in the Midbar. Can you still kind of breakfast that is? 
In the morning. Yeah, like what kind of so okay, so it's really Example. bread and eggs. So I have it. If you look at this up at uh, on our, uh, there's going to be a website with all this information. Mm-hmm. So it's it could be a potato, it could be rice, it could be bagels, but it could be a bagel. It mm-hmm. could be two slices of bread. It could be like a little, you know, Man. some fat and cheese and just uh, and just some veggies, right? The the important thing for me is to keep that meal light and small. And that's that's uh, that's rule number two in brainless rules. Keep that first meal light and small, and then you have so much energy throughout the day. You know, coffee, or not? coffee okay. anytime. Well, but coffee brings in a high that just drops you. I mean, I'm, I don't think coffee yeah. without sugar or cream doesn't do that. Coffee, yeah, and, yeah I, I coffee. Feel that's okay, so yeah. you, you everyone, you know, people are different. So I'm just giving the general guidance from the Torah. You have to do a little bit of your own self experimentation, like the. There's, we're making this as easy as possible, but there, there's really, you do have to put some effort in, you know? But by the way, everyone here, like if we're going to try this, you know, I would probably stay the best time to do it is between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah is coming up, so let's, we're not going to try this on Rosh Hashanah itself because it's not going to work. But, you know, try it Thursday and Friday. We could definitely do it, you know? And just like, remember the, fi- okay, who wants to repeat for the newcomers? What are the five brainless rules? Okay, Arnold, we're going to quiz you. What's brainless rule number one? So, uh, I'm going to go in order. I remember which... Okay, fine. Um, you don't want to eat before 10. So, 10 would be... Uh, before 10 a.m. You don't want to have hour. a meal before... You can have a snack. You're allowed to eat right. two, two main meals. Um, pri- primarily, you want your first meal at 12. Last meal between 6 to 8. Uh, you want your carbs in the, between 10 and 12 o'clock. Your carbs at 12, 6 to 8, you want your proteins only. Um, and add vegetables to everything. Vegetables have to do with everything. That's no good. soda or junk food. No soda or junk food is number four. If it, Mr. Burr, if it wasn't available in the days of the Mishra Burr, don't no, eat it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I want to ask you, so the number one worldwide diet is the keto diet. Right. So keto has no carbs. It's 5%. Right. So it's only 20% protein and 75% fat. Right. And the keto. So would that be a better diet to do if you're Jewish? Because it has intermittent fasting in it also. Um, again, so we're, we're talking about right now the number one diet in the world is the keto diet. In another 20 years, there'll be some other diet. But we have, this is the Shulchan Aruch diet and the Torah diet. So we, so we can do this forever. You know, on a personal level, I try not to eat carbs so much during the week. So I won't have bread. But I, for the first meal, I'll have like something, a potato, a rice. Like a, there's like this um, rice wraps, you know. But so... This is the best diet for us, okay? Because keto comes and goes. Sure, if you want to lose weight fast and you cut out carbs and sugar and just have fat and protein, yes, I promise you, you'll lose weight. But are you going to be able to sustain that like, you know, 10 years from now? I'm not sure. I've been doing this diet for like roughly, you know, obviously, you don't, you don't this is not a, like kashrut. If you're 90% proficient, it's also very good. You can have your cheat days, your little snacks here and there, but just once in a while. And then once you get, I've been doing this for at least 10 years. Once you get used to eating this way, when you have the other way, when you eat the other way, you get ill. Like you literally, like you just like, I don't want to eat this way. Oh, I remember I'm not supposed to eat this way. And you go back, you know, just once you get, because remember, it's just like the example with Shabbat. Once you have a regular, once you have a Shabbat without all the mitzvot, 
right? So when you, when you have the Shabbat where you're not really keeping, then you say, oh, I don't like this. I want to go back to keeping Shabbat. So the same thing here. Once you start feeling what it's like to feel fit, then you want that feeling. Right now, you're just used to not being fit. If you're, if you're on a diet and you're staying healthy, keeping it, are you allowed to like cut out bread on Shabbat and say, you know what, I'm not going to say hello to you because... Um, you would not, you would, uh, no. Uh, you'd have to be really, there's no need to do that. You could just have like two ounces of bread you know, or, or half a piece of matzah. You don't need to fress. The, the point of this diet is like, we, you don't, it's, it's quite moderate, you know, except we are cutting out like all junk food, but, it, or most, most junk food, except Shabbat, you can cheat a little bit. So it, we don't want to get rid of anything because then it's not going to be sustainable. We're right? junk food, yeah, but that's right. But that every, you can have it on Shabbat, you know, so we're not, and hopefully pretty soon you won't want it, you won't want it, uh, you won't want it then either. How about pizza? Pizza is, um, you can have, I'll say like this, you can have, you can have, uh, you can have one to two slices for that first meal, if that's what you want, but it's like you're not, not, it's just not going to work every day. First of all, you have a brain, so, so you know, like having pizza and potato chips every day is like not going to work, right? It's just like, it's just, some things you just know, but here... But here, if you want to have, if you want to have that first meal to be pizza and you're having like, again, because you don't want to, you have like about a slice of pizza and some vegetables, you could do that every day. You're just not going to have like two or three slices of pizza with some vegetables. Oh, so, I'm sorry, so I, no problem. I, think I missed out in, in the beginning. What was wrong with bread exactly today? So what's wrong with bread today is it's, um, they have something called dwarf wheat. Okay, which is not like the shibulim, like the long stalks of grain, that, that's gone. So they have everything like dwarf wheat, which is basically, they took all the nutrients out, and it's like the Wonder Bread version. Uh, and it's really, it's, very, it's not good for you, and it, and it causes, it's been proven, if you, it's a book called Grain Brain and other such books, it really unfortunately causes Alzheimer's and all these other terrible things, which is like my biggest fear. So that's what my wife may spell challah. And I mostly have, I have that during the week. You could have spelt matzah. You just have to be careful of the wheat. Yes, once in a while you can have it. When you're younger, it doesn't matter. But once you get over 25 or 30 or over 40, you, you have to like really limit the, the Wonder Bread. So that the main problem is it's been not just like processed, but it's like radioactively tainted to, uh, to make a, for a very bad product. Yes? I have a question. So um, I know in Judaism, Self-control is like a big, you know, topic. In yeah, very big, yeah. So you mentioned how we have to have, you know, like, the, for the snack is like two ounces, you know, you don't say it on this. Around so two have, ounces, yeah. measurements, right? Is there a measurement to follow, to, like, to stay, you know, like, healthy for dinner? Because you don't want to go and have, like, 100 grams of meat. You know what I'm saying? What's like a reasonable... Does the Torah mention anything about... I mean, you know, the Torah, the Torah actually mentions and says to guard your health. It's like you have to figure out like with some self-experimentation, just like what's normal. You know, so you're having like... You know, you're not going to have the 42-ouncer for dinner. You know, you have like 12... You know, you can, but you can definitely have, especially if you're working out, if you're active, if you're younger, you can definitely have like a 10, 12-ounce steak. I remember that, uh, you know, the last barbecue we had after the retreat, we, everyone had like, a, you know, about 15, 20 ounces of meat easily. 75% of your stomach's capacity. Right. Um, it's hard to really know, to gauge that. So, we, and it's all, basically, you want to, you don't want to stuff yourself. This is the, it's hard, just you, and it's going to take some self-experimentation. Say, like, oh, if I eat this, I'm stuffed. If I eat this, I'm not stuffed. When I was younger, 
you know, growing up in a nice Russian home, so the goal of every meal was to, like, stuff yourself. As I got older, I was like, I don't want to feel that way. Like, that's like the, you know, and besides Shabbos lunch, I'm able to avoid it the rest of the time. You know, it's just like you eat less, you eat so you can, like, fight someone afterwards and not so you can pass out. Shabbos lunch, I guess we take off. Yes. Um, So my question is, you said fats are important also, but, like, where do they go into this? Where do they fit into this diet? Um, well, this is just, you know, the, well, the lifestyle is, first of all, you imagine the olden days, like days of Mishra Brewer and the days of Shulchan Aruch, like they didn't say, they didn't have like low fat lamb, you know, they ate fully, fully fatty things. And it's actually your body. This is just a, a whole nuance. It, it's, you could read this in fat burning in the, in this book called, uh, the wild diet, but basically your body starts to burn fat instead of burning carbs. That's the trick to keto. You're eating like all this fatty stuff, but your body starts burning the fat instead of the carbs. So consequently, uh, there's plenty of fat to burn. So you, that's how you that's how you really like lose the weight. So also, by the way, when I eat this right, fasting, thank God, except for you know, caffeine headaches, is very easy. I used to get like agitated because like you wanted carbs all the time and your muscles like went into this fatigue. But if you get used to eating like less than 50 grams of carbs a day, basically, then you are, your body like burns fat for energy and there's, everyone has plenty of fat to burn so that you always feel energized. So can I technically change, like, uh, get my body used to this before Yom Kippur? Like, is that enough time? Um, you know, I would say, no, you don't, you just want to, yeah, possibly I would say so. Um, Rosh Hashanah is going to be like a knockout for any diet, but you can, if you start even some Gadal, you're fasting. Okay. Then by the way, at the end of fast days, I love to do separate podcasts on this. I used to, most people, what do they eat after fast day? They have like some carbs, some bagels, some locks, some sweets, some orange juice. They spike their blood sugar up. They're like, that's it. They're, they're out for the count. They, they're totally not functional after that. The thing to do after a fast day is just have some fat and protein. And then you feel great. You know, and by, you know, I know you mentioned you have a hard time fasting. You could have a much, if you keep, if you reduce your carbs and sugar greatly, so you'll have a much easier time on Yom Kippur. So, yeah, these are all, by the way, these are all like Google rule facts. These are, Rabbi Kraft, can we have some, uh, some bracha for the, uh, for the new year? I'll tell you, Rabbi Kegel, just sing this guy's compliment Torah from you. That, that's a knock, that's like really such joy. You guys are such an amazing teacher. Thank you, preacher, Rabbi Kegel. Gives you terror, gives you wisdom, life, gives you how to eat properly, gives you how to be healthy. You know, this is a complete package over here. <laughs> complete package. You guys, LeBron, you just be must be it. You know, you don't just keep going, striving, striving. Be the perfect, the greatest vision, version of yourselves. Amen. 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 Lamar. Rabbi Kraft, having you at Emmet keeps us all, keeps us all, uh, on, on, you know, on point. By the way, this is Torah. It's a Torah commandment to take care of your health. Me'oid. Right, very much so, and it's a, it, and it's it, it's a simon in the Shulchan Aruch. Okay, David, do you have any questions back there? How about gluten free? Um, again, that just becomes a carb. So if if gluten bothers you, so then you can be gluten free. But then, like, so a potato is gluten free, but it's still a carbohydrate. So you we want to just stick to the carbohydrates in the morning for that first meal between ten and twelve. And then have the um, the evening meal uh, with protein. Burgers. And again, it doesn't. Burgers are great. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why protein. not? Protein. No. Oh no. Burgers are without the bun. Oh. Yeah. When I when you say see burgers are great, but with the bun, 
It's the bun. It's it's tougher. Burger without a bun. Burgers with yeah. Why not? Yeah, just a burger. Just a patty. Yeah, just have the patty. It's like very good. Yes. You're not gonna lose muscle because you're having a lot of protein. Yeah, for sure. You don't lose muscle. I, I eat this way. I don't have so much muscle loss. At, even though I'm a little bit older than you. <laughs> Well, you you came at like uh, nine o'clock, so the, basically the, the you'll have to listen to. We're, I'm going to send you this thing. So the two meals, meaning like you have your carbs and vegetables in the morning and protein vegetables at night. And two meals, two snacks. So I'm going to review the rules for the people that that missed the rules. First rule is every day two meals, two snacks. Second rule is your Set your first meal, the quote-unquote lunch, should be lighter than your dinner meal. The third rule is carbs in the morning, protein night. Actually, I switched rule two and three. Carbs in the morning meal, protein during the night meal. Um, space your meals out around six, seven hours. Have the snacks in before your first meal and between the second and third meal. And uh, don't have your first meal before 10, 10 a.m. And the closer to noon, the better. And of course, no soda, no junk food. I've heard that soda is good for your stomach. I'm just I mean, that is like, no, I would say, and it, that, I mean, that would be like, I can't imagine that much sugar would be good for your stomach. But if you want to look at what your, what Coca-Cola does to battery, uh, to car battery acid buildup, you could take a look and imagine what that's doing to your stomach. What? what? I mean, seltzer is just not as good as water, but seltzer is fine. What about diet drinks? Diet drinks are super addictive. Right, and you want more diet drinks after that. So just all sodas, better avoid it. Just get yourself used to water. There's no sugar. There's no. No, but it's even worse. The stuff in diet drinks is like it's just right, but it's it's not food, and you get your body produces gut bacteria that wants more of that, and so and it gets you, and also unfortunately makes you hungrier in the long run. So just avoid diet drinks. Just water, water, coffee, tea. Come on, tea. What's better than that? Yeah. By the way, if you're not sure, if you're not sure, just think with the, with the Mishnah Bur or the Shulchan Aruch, eat this, right? They didn't have diet soda hundred years ago. That's for sure. So. So the best option is green tea because green tea detoxes you. Well, the best option is water. If you want to have green tea, that's also fine. Put a little honey in it, but it's like this is not supposed to be so complex. If you. Ch- a lot of us are just scared to try because we're so addicted to the stuff we're used to. But if you just do it for three days, it's like, it's so easy. Sushi is fine. Sushi. After three days, it gets so much easier. Sushi is, uh, you know, sushi is not terrible. Sushi is fresh. Uh, two. No, that's also not true. Anything white? It's not. It's white. White bread and wheat bread are not any better for you. One is, I wouldn't overeat on any of those things. If you want to have one or two slices of bread or a cup of rice a day, that's fine. But once you have more than that, it's bad. It's really the amount more than the product. You know, unless you're talking about like extreme things like uh, margarine and, and sugar. What? Oatmeal's fine for your carb meal. By the way, if you're working out a lot, you may need to eat a little bit more. But if you're just like for an average person, if you don't happen to be working out, Right, so if you're if you're young, if you're 19, if you're working out, like yeah, whatever I say, eat twice as much as that. But but still, within that rubric, within the rubrics of the two snacks, two uh, two meals, two snacks. Yes. Iced tea, iced If it is it without sugar, is fine. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah just I'm don't get the sugar. Train. By the way, when you're able to say no to sugar, you can say no to. When you say no to sugar, you can say no to other stuff much easier. So that's all in the same part of the brain. Isn't that yeah. how what? Isn't that how you're cooking? No. But so, there's one caveat: don't use vegetable oil. Vegetable is very bad. Cottonseed is like straight poison. They didn't know what to do with these things, so they decided to make oil of it. Canola, cottonseed, all should be avoided. Use either avocado oil or olive oil. Wait, are you, are you leaving? Because okay, fine. Because I want I want to get every, we want to make a commitment to try this until Yom Kippur. Besides Rosh Hashanah, no, besides Rosh Hashanah. What's preventing you from trying this? Okay, we can. We're gonna stop. Re- uh, but, 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 but,